Hello and welcome to South Asian Talkies, hosted by yours truly, Aditya Rajan. This is your favorite podcast where I talk about some of my favorite Indian movies with analysis of the story, acting, direction, and other technical aspects, as well as sometimes offering some insight into these films' impact on the industry and beyond cinema. This week's episode is a little different from what I normally do. So normally what I do is I, I, I pick a, a, a film... It may be new, it may be a couple of years old or whatever, but basically I focus on one film and I kind of do a deep dive into it. Um, talk about uh, why I like that film, just basically do like recommendations and again, talk about like some insight into these films' impact on the industry and beyond cinema and stuff. Um, this week is a little different. So uh, as you guys may know, last weekend was uh, Diwali. So first of all, happy belated Diwali. Um, but... My favorite part of Diwali is, of course, the movie releases because, you know, it's a big festival holiday and um, there's always uh, big releases in like every Indian language. So there, there were a lot of great movies that came out last week for the Diwali holiday and I thought I'd do sort of like quick movie reviews kind of thing for um, each one of them. I, I selected three movies in spe- uh, specifically for uh, this week. And uh, those movies are um, Ludo, directed by Anurag Basu. It has an ensemble cast of uh, Abhishek Bachchan, Aditya Roy Kapoor, Pankaj Tripathi, uh, Rajkumar Rao, uh, uh, Fatima Sana Sheikh, Sanya Malhotra. Um, just an absolutely stacked cast, right? Like great actors um, throughout the whole thing. Uh, and then the second film that I'm going to talk about. Uh, this might have been maybe I, I don't know. Uh, this might have been my favorite. It's it's a toss up between this one and Ludo. But um, there's a Tamil film called Surare Potre, uh, directed by Gunit Monga, and it stars uh, Surya and Aparna Balamurli. Um, it's a biopic of Captain G R Gopinath, who was the founder of um, Air Deccan, uh, and. Yeah, and then the last film is Chalang, uh, starring, actually also starring Raj Kumar Rao. So he gets two Diwali releases. Exciting for him. Uh, that one's directed by Hansel Mehta, and it's again stars Raj Kumar Rao, Nusrat Barucha. It has some uh, smaller roles played by great actors like uh, Saurabh Shukla and Mohammed um, Zishan Ayub. Uh, so yeah, those are the three films that we're going to talk about. Uh, Ludo and Chalang are both Hindi films. Uh, Surare Potre is a Tamil film. <clears throat> um, there, yeah, those those are all the Diwali releases that I that I was able to watch. I, I guess there might have been a few in like Telugu or Malayalam or or whatever, but um, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to to look into those Diwali releases. Um, so let's jump into it. Actually, let's start with the Tamil film first, because um, again, I said. It might, it might have been my favorite. Uh, Ludo is also pretty great. Um, I'll talk about both films and let you know why I loved each one and why I'm kind of um, torn between the two of them. So, uh, Surya Potra, like I said, directed by Gunit Monga, starring Surya. Um, it's probably the biggest Tamil um, streaming release so far, especially in the era of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um so, as you guys may or may not know, I've kind of talked about it in the past, I think in the Super Deluxe episode, but a lot of the South Indian industries are very, um, you know, hero-focused. Uh, a lot of the, even just the marketing and interest that drives from the movies, like, it stars this actor, so people won't even, like, pay attention to, like, hey, this is, like, the storyline, it's about, like, um, you know, it's a, it's an action movie or, you know, it's about like spies or something like they don't care. They'll see, Oh, it's a Vijay movie. So I'll go see it because, because it's Vijay. Right. And, um, like I, I do enjoy those movies sometimes, but, um, having a star as big as Surya in a film that went straight to streaming is sort of, um, I think it's one step towards an indication that, the industry is truly changing because the thing, because like I said, like the thing with the Tamil film industry and I guess like the other South Indian industries as well is that because it's very hero focused, like a lot of the, um, 
a lot of their grab, their star power comes from the box office revenue and how many people they can get into the theaters in like that first weekend or whatever. Um, and that's why they're known as like these mass stars, right? Because they draw in like the mass crowds. And, and because of that, smaller indie films, uh, films that I probably consider superior to all those like, you know, big budget blockbuster films. But a lot of those films end up making significantly less money um, some of them, unfortunately, even like flop and stuff. Um, and even though they're they're praised, and even like the public really loves them and stuff, right? But I've kind of seen over the past few years, like, and I think some directors have talking about it, talk, talk, talked about it, talked about this too. Sorry, um, that a lot of their films, like, they're critically acclaimed, but they won't do that well at the box office. But a large percent of the public will go check it out on on streaming they'll check it out on netflix or amazon they'll say hey this was a great movie and then you know the director's like yeah i know it's a great movie why didn't you go see it in theaters right um because you know i mean some people find like ticket prices expensive and stuff and they can't afford to you know go go to the theater uh, all the way buy a ticket for like this small like independent film uh for for a lot of people it's just more worth it to just you know pay an amazon prime subscription or a netflix subscription and then every weekend you can just stay at home you don't have to pay for an uber to the theater you don't have to you know pay for parking charges you don't have to pay for popcorn um and stuff like that so this like i said is probably the biggest release that's occurred so far in the actually probably like the south indian industry like all like all of the four South Indian industries, it might have been the largest, you know, um, in terms of budget, in terms of scope, in terms of pure star power. It's not a complete like indication that like okay, like now streaming services are king because again, this is a biopic. It's not a you know one of those like traditional like sort of masala blockbuster movies that. Which which are the kind of movies that you'd want to see in theaters, and those are the movies that do the best of the box office or whatever, right? So like, maybe if Surya, like if his, uh, you know, he's in like the Singham franchise, which I I'm not a fan of at all. I think they're just loud and poorly edited, and I think the last one I saw gave me a headache probably. But um, you know, those are the kind of movies that people enjoy seeing in theaters and stuff, and. Um, I, I would say like if a film like that gets on a streaming directly instead of a theatrical release, that will truly be a sort of indication that um, these streaming services are, are, are taking over the theaters almost like, you know, there's, there's other movies that haven't come out yet that kind of promise to be a little more like fun blockbuster kind of movies. Like there's Vijay's um, Master, there's Danish's uh, Jagamit Tantiram. Um, those are all films that I really want to watch because I'm huge fans of the directors of those films, right? Master, directed by Lokesh Kanaraj. I loved his Monogram, loved his Kaidi. Uh, uh, Jagami Tantiram, directed by Karthik Subaraj. Like, he directed my, literally my favorite movie of all time, Jigar Danda, right? So, excited to see those movies. Um, but those are, of course, like bigger, like, you know, more blockbuster kind of films. So this this is one step towards that because I think Surya is such a huge star and and you know packing a film as big as this with the star as big as this basically um is one indication that one these are abnormal times for the industry but if this film does well which I feel like it is because it's being universally praised um obviously I don't know the numbers behind it you know like Amazon they don't release like viewing statistics or whatever. So I don't know like the number of people who watch this on Amazon, like how that would have translated, like if this would have been like a hundred crore film or like a 200 crore film or something like that. But um, yeah, I think, I think this was a big get for Amazon. And if they continue this, especially in the Tamil film industry, because like the other films I, I, I was talking about, right? Like those are, those are Hindi films with big stars. Right. But I feel like, they're, like Netflix and Amazon especially like have sort of broken into the Hindi market and they've released original films before right like directly onto their platforms like that hasn't really happened on in any of the South Indian industries at least before the COVID-19 pandemic um but with that being said uh let's actually get into the film so again uh like I said before this was a um it was a biopic of the Air Deccan founder G.R. Gopinath biopic i say loosely because 
it is heavily fictional fictionalized to the extent that they don't actually claim it is a like quote-unquote biopic they just say that it's inspired by events from the life of gr gopinath and i think he actually even tweeted like gr gopinath himself actually even tweeted said this was heavily fictionalized but i love the movie like it was really uplifting great movie um those actually some of my thoughts too i thought it was a very uplifting very motivational film um it's 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 um very uh it's it's motivational in the sense that you basically follow this the journey this journey of this man who's trying to fight the system and um you know he has this he has this mission to found to to create an airline that that's very low cost that you know farmers and villagers and things like that you know very low income people um they can also fly right um because because at the time cuz cuz i think it takes place in the uh actually i don't know when it takes place it takes place in the past at some point right like at that point i think the 90s or something um but at at that point um you know flying was very exclusive to the to the upper class of india like it wasn't as widely available as it is now like i mean i think I mean, this is me coming from the perspective of someone who lives in America where air airfare is like super expensive. But for like, I mean, when I look at prices in India, it seems pretty cheap to me. Um, so so I, I from my privileged and uh, ignorant mindset, I think that it's a lot better now in India, but um, I, I, I could still be wrong. But I think this this like I said, like this is this takes place in the 90s. So I think um, and it's a true story. So I think that. Um, those um whatever captain gr gopinath fought for i think has pervaded throughout the industry and has brought out change to the industry but again don't quote me on that um so this film what did i love about this film so the performances were outstanding this is the best i've seen surya in a while like his last three four films what are what was the last few films cop on which was shit uh, NGK, which I didn't love. Actually, I didn't really like that film. That was a really weird film. I don't know. Some people liked it. I thought it was really weird. Um, uh, Singham 3, which I already just stated that it was loud and probably gave me a headache. Um, I think since 24. 24 was like genuinely a very good film. I thought it, it was a really good uh, sci-fi film that added in those sort of mass blockbustery elements that you see in a South Indian film, but it it worked very well and it provided an avenue for a great Surya performance because he played like three roles in that film and you know it was a very crowd like it was very crowd pleasing and interesting film a lot of twists that uh, you know kept me um, on the edge of my seat so that that was a really good film I thought Surya was damn charming in that film too he was he was really good like I said he plays like three roles he plays a villain as well it's like he kind of excels he's able to show his acting range in that film right I, I thought this was the best he's been since that film and I think in terms of like a dramatic and purely quote-unquote like acting performance I think this is I think it's probably like superior to 24 because again that was a little more blockbustery, which is a different kind of acting. This was a, a more grounded, realistic story, um, and he, he played the this character who. Um, so I think I think the the problem with a lot of biopics in India right now, I think a lot of them are. I feel like most of the biopics I see are in India are like Hindi Hindi movies, especially like you know like Akshay Kumar does like a shit ton of biopics right now, right? And I feel like the characters that I see in those films, like the the lead characters, are very almost like perfect people, and they like find out this issue and they they try to like um, you know uh, solve the issue, like save many people's lives, like improve many people's lives and things like that. But but the protagonists are relatively uh, flawless. Their only flaws are, are that they like love what they what they do too much or something like that. This was very different. I felt that Surya's character was it. He had some darker shades in the sense that uh, this was a character that had a lot of anger. This was a character that didn't have a great relationship with his father. Um, this was a this was a character who. Um, uh, you, you know, felt a lot of frustration against the system due to various events that they show in the film that have affected his own personal life. And I think that provides for a lot more of an interesting character than 
what you might see in other uh, Indian biopics. Um, so I thought he did a really good job in the role. He does, he aces it, you know, physically, emotionally. I say physically because he, he like, the film takes place over like 16, 20 years, something like that. Like he starts off, I think uh, the, like the film ranges from like when he was like a 19 year old to like when he's in his forties or something like that. So um, like I, 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 I think I saw an interview with him. Like he actually like lost a lot of weight uh, to be able to play himself as like a 19 year old or whatever. Right. So uh, physically, you know, he brought it emotionally, he brought it. It was just a great overall performance from Surya. And I, I love seeing him in this space. Right. Like, like I said, I, I cop on was a shit movie. Uh, I guess I'll give him credit for trying something different with NGK. Like he tried to do a political thriller. He he tried to do a film with Selvaragaman, who's uh, uh, usually a very um, what's the word I'm thinking of like offbeat uh, kind of director. Like make makes very um, you know very non-mainstream films. So I'll give him credit for that one. I don't think the film worked for me, but I'll give him at least credit for trying something there. Um, but like Singham was uh, was also like I thought I thought it was like a shit movie. <laughs> um, so I'm glad he's taking himself away from that uh, more masala space because I genuinely think that he's one of the best actors in the Tamil film industry uh, right now. Obviously, he's a huge star; it definitely deserves to be so. If you look at his, you know, previous films, Kaka Kaka, uh, Varnamayiram, um, you know, Twenty Four, uh, you know, like he he's. Um, you know, Pitamagan stuff like that. He's he's such a he's such a good actor. He's such a sincere actor. I feel like he's able to make a connection with the audience that in a way that a lot of other um, actors aren't able to. I feel like he's not afraid to play characters with um, darker shades with or even just like nuanced characters. Like I said, uh, a lot of a lot of mainstream Tamil heroes. And even just like South Indian heroes, at least when I look at like Telugu, Telugu and Tamil film industries, not so much Malayalam, um, but a lot of a lot of heroes play like you know almost like flawless characters who come in and like you know save the you know save the girl, save the village, save the save the world, like what whatever, right? Um, he's not able, he's not afraid to uh, push the boundaries of that a little bit, and I think that. This is a huge boost for him after a, a a few years of like duds, right? Like his last few years, like he's had a few flop films, and even though this released on streaming, I think the fact that there's been universal praise for his performance and almost universal praise for the film will definitely come back to help him out once his films are back in theaters because people. Um, if they were jaded by Surya's recent recent films, they will no longer be jaded. So, um, yeah. Uh, Surya, so Surya was great in this film. Uh, another part I really liked about this film was the romance and like basically the whole female character. So, um, I, I, again, I think I talked about this in the, in, the, in my super deluxe episode, um, but. Normally, a lot of, you know, mainstream Tamil cinema actresses and heroines just play characters that exclusively exist so that there can be a dance number with her and the hero dancing. And they basically serve no other purpose in the film to the extent that if you took them out of the film, the only thing you'd miss out on would be one or two dance numbers and it would not affect the story at all. This film does it very differently. And I don't know if that's because... Um, well, actually, I do know why that, why that is. I mean, one, you have a female director, right? Sudha Kongra. I, I would assume that she does not want to like, you know, uh, promote that stereotype. Um, so as a, as a woman, I would, Im I would imagine that she, she um, uh, is able to write a better female character than, you know, some of the uh, typical, um, you know, male writers that, that write those kind of films. But um, not, 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 I'm, I'm not just saying, oh, she's a woman so she can write women or whatever. Like, she's actually a, a damn good writer too, right? I mean, her last film... Um, Irudhi Sutra was also a fantastic film. Um, 
and uh, I think she's a very good director. I, I think her career graph has been very interesting because I think she started off with Drohi, which I haven't seen, but I heard it didn't do so well. Um, and she's able to come back. I've seen like I've seen like bits of Drohi on like YouTube. It seems like a very like if I showed you Drohi and if I showed you this film in Urdi Sutra, you'd you'd swear that they're by different directors because Urdi Sutra and Surya Potra have a very um, they're very stylistic. I think it's very well directed. The cinematography is amazing in both films. Um, but they basically serve as, you know, character studies, very nuanced character studies of these of these broken characters, right? Like here you have Surya who's affected by this personal tragedy and he's trying to do um, good for the world. In Urdhi Sutra you have this uh, um, uh, boxing coach played by Madhavan who is sort of, um, uh, I guess like, uh, wronged by the system, by the sports system of India. Like, I, I don't know, they serve as a like, good character study. So I think she's a very good director. Um, but but coming back to Aparna Balamurli's character. So her character, so, so she basically plays Surya's um, wife in the film. But what I loved is that she had her own sort of ambitions and story. Um, so, so I guess spoilers ish it's in the first like 10 minutes of the movie so whatever um so so they so they meet uh to see if they can get engaged to each other um and they're they're kind of talking and and he says i want to form this airline company and she said okay that's cool my my dream is to start a bakery so he agrees and he says okay i i, I kind of like you let's get married and she said yeah i like you too but I can tell that right now your one true love is your airline. And for me, my one true love is my bakery. So let's see if we can do something with those loves. And once there's something in place there, then let's get married. Right. And she, she kind of holds her own against Surya. Like her character holds, holds her own against Surya's character in the sense that like throughout the film, her her business is doing well. You see her, you know, marketing it on the streets. You see her running her business. Um, there's a certain point in the film. It was a really great moment in the film, actually, where uh, Surya he's um, running out of money for his airline, and he he wants to ask his wife for some money because she's very successful. Like her business actually turned out pretty successful. So he, so he needs a little bit of money to keep the airline running. Um, and he's almost like sort of breaking down like while he is um, trying to ask her for the money, almost as if like I'm the husband, like I shouldn't be asking my wife for this stuff. Like maybe that maybe that's like a statement on like um, uh, some sort of like feminist statement saying like saying that like like it's not just men like who need to, who can be the providers in the family or whatever. Right. Like w women can be the providers, too. And. Um, if your male ego is what's getting in the way of that, um, then then there's a problem with the man, right? Not the women. Like the women should be at, shouldn't be at fault for being successful or whatever, right? So, um, her character was was really well done. I thought it was a great performance by Aparna Balamurli. Um, I think the last actually I've only seen her in like two films. I think it was like this one in Sarvam Talamayam. But anyways, she's from what I've seen, she's a great actress. I think, uh, yeah, the love story was really well done. I, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just, it was very refreshing for me to be able to see a Tamil cinema heroine who, again, didn't exist solely for the purpose of a dance. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed her character too. I thought the perform the performances were really solid all throughout. Um. What else I love? The last thing I like that I really have to point out with this movie before I move on to to the next film is uh, the music was just fantastic. Like Jeevi Prakash Kumar, I thought he absolutely killed it. Um, in the sense that this was a very energetic soundtrack that I thought combined a lot of sort of um, you know rustic elements of like you know traditional like Tamil music along with a lot of modern elements. I thought you know. Um, the songs were picturized really well too. Um, uh, whether it was like in terms of like a montage sequence, uh, whether it was, um, you know, so I, I think there was a song was Veyon Silly. Um, there was like this sort of slow motion dance thing that I thought was like I can't really describe it well, but I thought I thought that was really well done. 
Um, but yeah, the, the the music was just fantastic. I I, I loved it. Um, I think it's uh, one of the uh, better GV Prakash soundtracks I've heard in in a while. I think I actually think he's like pretty talented. I, I know he gets some shit. Um, I guess that that may be because of his foray into acting more than his music. But I I think from from whatever I've like seen from his movies, I think his is. Music has at least like been pretty good, and he has like some really standout soundtracks like this one, like Adugalum and stuff like that. But um, yeah, Surai Portrait definitely really good. I have some flaws with it. Um, like I thought it it eventually went a little bit too formulaic in terms of the biopic formula. Like like while I was watching it, I couldn't help but think of like a film like Super Thirty or something like that, like Rithik Roshan Super Thirty, um, because I I saw similar beats playing out in the story. Um, and again, like I said, this is a fictionalized account of a true story. So, uh, they would have fit the true story to fit within those beats because there is a sort of formula that you need to fit into for a, for a biopic or whatever. But, um, overall, and I thought, I also thought the ending was a little bit anticlimactic, but overall, I feel like those were very minor complaints. Like when I look back on the film, I think that was a great film. I, I don't look back on the film and be like, oh yeah, it was like pretty good, but the ending was shit. Like I, I don't think the ending was shit. I just <clears throat> didn't love it. Right. Overall, it just makes me really happy to see that. It just makes me really happy to see a good Tamil movie after a while, man. Like at least from the new releases, like I feel like whatever I've seen so far, in the COVID nineteen era, hasn't been great. So it was good to see a good, like a genuinely good Tamil film after a while, and a cherry on top is a genuinely good Surya film after a while because I've always, you know, been a big fan of his, and the last couple of years have left me a little disappointed. So, um, yeah, Surya Day Portra definitely recommend. Uh, go check it out. I think it's uh, one of the uh, better films that I've seen all year um so yeah let's uh move on to our next film which is ludo so again this is directed by anurag basu stars abhishek bachchan aditya roy kapoor rajkumar rao um pankaj chapati fatima sana sheikh sanya malhotra um a bunch of other people <laughs> i think anurag basu himself is like plays a small role in the film too um, so what is this film about? This film is, um, it is a, uh, what do you call it? A multi, no, hyperlink cinema. I'm throwing out random terms out there. I forget, I forget what it's called. It's a hyperlink cinema. It, it's basically, um, uh, similar to like what Super Deluxe was, right? Like multiple stories playing out. Um, but this was a little different in terms of, uh, uh, from Super Deluxe in the sense that I, I feel like thematically is very different. Like, for example, the film is called Ludo because Ludo is a game of chance. And this film, basically what I felt the thesis of this film was, was that you have these, uh, four different stories that are playing out parallelly and decisions in one can affect the decision of the, of the other. So it's almost like the butterfly effect in in one way like one small thing that occurs in this random place can affect something that goes on somewhere else entirely so um that's basically the you know sort of premise of this movie and the four um so the four uh uh storylines that kind of play out are so there's the one story with aditya roy kapoor and um sanya mohutra uh where there's like a sex tape of theirs that 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 leaks onto the internet, and Sanya Malhotra's character is about to get married to someone else. Um, so they both are on this sort of hunt to take it down. And then there's um, Abhishek Bachchan's storyline is uh, this guy who used to be a sort of uh, gangster, um, actually used to work for Pankaj Chapati's character, um, but. Uh, he he goes to jail, comes back, finds out that like he's um, separated from his daughter. Like his daughter went off to like boarding school, and he and basically he hasn't seen like he's never met his child actually because he he um, he he got sent to jail while his wife was pregnant, um, or I think right after she had the baby. So basically, her her daughter is basically essentially never met him. Uh, so so he comes back and and he's he meets this other little girl who's who's run away from her parents and it's like. The story based around that uh you have the uh storyline about um uh with uh, rajkumar rao's character 
um, who is this uh, former uh, sort of con artist who now owns a restaurant, and he's hopelessly in love with Fatima Sana Sheikh's character, who um, finds out that uh, her husband is cheating on her, and she goes to him for help. And again, he, he's been hopelessly in love with her since... He was a kid, so obviously helps her. Some hijinks ensue. And then the last one is uh, Pankaj Chapati's story, uh, which involves um, this one, um, I guess you call him like a sales associate or something, and this nurse. Um, and uh, Pankaj Chapati's character uh, is basically sort of the one thing that sort of links all four stories. So I guess the fourth story is really about the sales associate and the nurse who kind of find themselves on the run um, from Pankaj Chirpati's character. Um, but, uh, but yeah, again, Pankaj Chirpati's character basically is sort of the, the, the one link between all four stories. Like, anytime they intersect, it's because of him. Um, so this film, I thought, was one of, if not the most inventive films I've seen all year. This is so. My last episode was about Jagajasus, right? This is another film by Anurag Basu, and I feel like if you've seen Jagajasus, this is a very similar film in terms of the feel and the look. Like, obviously, it's it's not a musical, and it's not like this magical. Like Jagajasus was essentially a sort of kids' film. This is definitely not that, but the this this has a very absurdist feel to it. In the sense that it may like maybe it doesn't even take place in our world, it takes place in this magical universe inside of um Anurag Basu's head. And I think he does a really good job of world building because he he's able to flesh out these characters really well. Uh, I I I thought this was a um I feel like I might enjoy Jaga Justice better because I thought it was more inventive and it's more i think i used the word delightful a lot in the last episode but i think this is a more focused film because i think the advantage that this film has a jugga doesn't right so jugga justice i felt like the the last hour or like the third act or whatever kind of um was a bit too long like i i think i, I like he got a little lost in in his, like the director got a little lost in his own universe because he created this universe that was so compelling and so interesting that that he just had to continue exploring it right um this film the advantage that it has is that it is a multi um storyline film so before he can get too lost in one he has to cut to one of the other storylines otherwise we'll forget about the other characters so he's able to i thought he was able to almost like perfectly sort of um uh uh you know, stick to each storyline before we got bored of each one and before he got uh, too enamored with a, an individual one. So it, I thought it was like very well edited. Like it, it was paced very well. It cut between the storylines um, brilliantly. And I was, I was interested throughout. I've seen some reviews where some people thought that this wasn't as good as... Um, Jugger, like some people just genuinely didn't like this. I I thought some, I think I read some reviews where some people said that this also suffered from the same thing that Jugger did, where it got a little too lost in its own universe. I personally didn't feel that. I thought this was a really good film, but um, yeah. So again, I think the performances were really fantastic. I thought uh, from across the board, um, the standouts were Pankaj Tripathi. Who has the best one-liner that I've heard in a while in a, in a Hindi film? Uh, he has a he has a line where he says, um, "When life suck, everybody fuck," and that's just the that's the best line I've heard in a while. <laughs> I love that line. Um, his character is hilarious. It's really interesting because I feel like he plays this kind of basically he plays like a gangster kind of Don character in this in this film, and he plays that character a lot. Right, like you see him play that kind of character in a lot of films, and he somehow manages to keep it fresh in like every single one. So, like, I mean, you see him in like Sacred Games. He plays like this Guruji, like very spiritual leader who's who's also very involved with like the mafia. Right, you see him in like Mirzapur, where he's like really scary. Right, this really powerful Don. 
you see him in this film where he's um he, like I guess he, he is he can be scary, but he plays in a very whimsical way where uh his character is very you know sarcastic very um uh a little bit goofy stuff like that i think that it's very impressive how he can take similar characters and add add some personality into into uh each character that are all different in different films and uh, it's just impressive how he managed to keep it fresh um i thought rajkumar rao is fantastic um his character is absolutely hilarious. I just love, like, he's so attached to Fatima Sana Sheikh's character that, um, uh, you know, there's some scenes where, like, she'll start crying and then, like, he looks at her and then he'll start crying. And it's just, like, it's really funny to watch. I think it's a great physical performance from Rajkumar Rao, um, as well as emotional, because behind that sort of more whimsical slapstick kind of humor, like there's a lot of emotion that, he, like as always, he's a fantastic actor, right? So he's able to carry, you know, a lot of this kind of emotion in his eyes and things like that. But even like Abhishek Bachchan, like he impressed me too. I thought this character actually reminded me a lot of like, um, what was that film you did with Mani Ratnam? Yuva? I think it was called, I, I know it was Ayudhya in Tamil. I think it was called Yuva in Hindi, but... Um, basically, he plays a sort of um, uh, gangster in that film. I thought this was a similar-ish character in the sense that, you know, he doesn't have a great uh, family life, um, but he's very sincere and he has... Uh, um, he can have a heart of gold, even though sometimes, like, you know, he gets a little bit angry, stuff like that. Like, he, he, he plays a, a very flawed character, actually. I think he pulled it off pretty well. Um, so hats off to him. I mean, I've seen him improve a lot over the years as an actor. Obviously, I have clowned him a lot in the past. Um, I think, uh, you know, especially like the early 2000s and stuff like that. I think after he took a hiatus and come and uh, came back, I've been a little bit more impressed with his performances. For example, like this film, Man um, Marzian, um, I think he's, he's, he's able to... Uh, you know, pull off a little bit more mature characters than like what he used to play and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so he did really good. I honestly, I thought the whole cast was really good. Sonia Malhotra, I thought like her, she, I mean, I love her in like every film, right? Like from Dungle to Badaiho to this film, like she just plays, um, she has so much energy. And she's she's able to express herself so well. Like, I think she's really good at emoting with her face, which is a weird sentence to say, because, like, what else do you emote with? But I think um, doing it uh, well enough without seeming goofy, uh, it just adds a lot of personality to all her characters. And she looks like, she, you know, she's really cute in this film. And I, I liked her character a lot. I liked, um, you know, the sort of... Um, Interplay between her character and Aditya Roy Kapoor's character. Um, it's, it's really cute and I enjoyed watching the two of them on screen. Um, I, thought, I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, so yeah, uh, performances were great all around. I loved the, you know, the look and the feel of the film. Actually, Anurag Basu himself was a cinematographer for this film as well. Um, and it, I was actually very impressed by that because I know his last two films were uh, with Ravi Varman, who... Right now, I think he's my favorite cinematographer. Um, and, you know, obviously Ravi Verman's a very talented guy. And I, I thought he was able to... I thought Anurag Basu was able to achieve a very similar look to what um, Ravi Verman did in Barfi and in Jagajasus, um, which is very impressive on Anurag Basu's part because I think... I mean, Ravi Verman's so good. Even if you're able to, like, you know, cut, like make your frames look slightly like his, I think that's just... Um, you know, I think that's testament to how talented Anurag Basu is. So, um, yeah, this film, I have no complaints. I think everyone should watch this film. Again, I was, I was a little torn between this one and uh, Surya Potra for like which, which one is my favorite. If you ask me to choose which one I think is the best, I think it's definitely this one. I think uh, the sheer ingenuity of this film, the... Um, uh, you know, the performances, the, the feel, the direction, um, the, you know, the, the sort of theming of it. Theming of it is a little bit on the nose because I think, 
I think what ruined it for me was that so Anurag Basu himself plays a ca- plays a cameo in the film. He plays like the god of death or something like that. And he's like explaining, he's like talking to like this other uh, celestial being and he's like explaining like Ludo is life, life is Ludo, something like that. Like I feel like that made it a little too on the nose for me. Like like I I didn't think that he had to explain that to me. Like it's pretty clear from the rest of the film that this is all a metaphor or whatever. Uh, it's all a game of chance or whatever. So a little bit on the nose, but um, I think I think it's definitely an interesting theme to play with. I think it's a very fun film. I think it's a very well-written film. I think it's a very well-acted film. I think this is definitely the better of the two movies. I think the other one, honestly, probably Surya Putra, I was probably just very excited to see a good, like a genuinely good Tamil film after a long time. Um, and also a very good Surya film after a long time because he is a very he's an actor that I love seeing on screen and seeing him in a good role after a while was very exciting for me. So maybe that's just my own personal bias coming in, but hey, this is my podcast, so I get to be biased, right? Um so yeah, Ludo Ludo was uh was really good. I think Anurag Basu is becoming one of my favorite directors. Um because I think if you look at like his earlier filmography, he did like um I think he did like murder and gangster. He did like those sort of erotic, like uh, uh, you know, uh, romantic dramas. I don't know if erotic's the right word, but um, uh, I guess like intense romantic dramas, like you know, those like um, sort of like uh, Mahesh Butt kind of films, whatever. Uh, this is very like I think since Barfi, he's sort of reawakened himself as an artist. I think he's truly found his actual voice as an artist and he's been able to tap into this sense of wonder and sense of whimsy. And I think he has a lot of appreciation for film that you can see on screen right now. Like, right, like Barfi was sort of an homage to like the old, like Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, um, Raj Kapoor uh, kind of movies. Um, Jaga Jasus was sort of like you know it took a lot of inspiration from films like Tintin um, uh, you know I, I felt that it was a little it might have been a little uh, inspired by you know some like Amar Chitrakata comics or, or like or something like that it was very um, inspired by a lot of like Bengali culture things like that and then this film is also I think um, there's a lot of there's a lot of pop culture references it's very self-aware film much like Super Deluxe was actually like I think this is the closest thing that I've seen that Hindi cinema has put out to Super Deluxe. And when I saw Super Deluxe, I always thought that he like you could never do that in Hindi because I thought Super Deluxe was just so um uh honestly the word I'm thinking of is weird because I think I feel like Tamil cinema is can can get really weird, but in a really good way. Like if you watch like Sudhakavam or, or something like that, right? It's objectively a kind of weird film, but it's very you know satirical. It's very um, quirky, and I think that uh, a lot of Tamil directors are able to do that really well. So when I saw Super Deluxe, I thought, okay, they could never do this in Hindi, right? Like they're like no one will play like you know Shilpa the way like Vijay Sethupati did, right? In in Super Deluxe, like no one will do that in Hindi. But um, and obviously this is a very different film. I think that was a lot more intense and um, uh, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? You know, sort of. Uh, dramatic than this film this is definitely a lot funnier it's more of a dark comedy while this that was uh drama with certainly comedic elements but that was more of a drama this is more of a dark comedy um but but just the the way that it's written and the way that all the pieces fit together in the film um is really well done and i thought that uh, this this was Hindi cinema's answer to Super Deluxe, and I think it's a very good answer to a film like Super Deluxe. So, uh, yeah, Ludo's fantastic. It's on Netflix. Definitely go check it out. So the last film is Chalang. I'm not. I'm probably not going to talk about this film too much because there's not much to say. It's just that I okay. First of all, I genuinely enjoy this film. I thought it was very fun. Um, I thought uh, Rajkumar Rao was really good in the role. I thought a lot of other actors were good in the role, like uh, in their roles. Sorry, like Saurabh Shukla. I thought he 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 wasn't the he wasn't the movie much, but I thought his uh, time spent in the movie was very effective. And um, 
he he made a mark on the film. I thought uh, Mohammed Zishan Ayub, like whenever he was in the film, I thought I thought he did very very good because um, his character was, I guess, kind of supposed to be a dick, but not really. Um, like he's just very good at his job, and Raj Kumar Rao is not good at his job. Um, so he's supposed to be the quote unquote villain, but really he's kind like he's kind of not. It's more like I think the story is okay. Sorry. Let me start over. Um, so Chalang is directed by Hansel Mehta starring Rajkumar Rao. And it's basically about this um, basically good for nothing uh, 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 PE teacher played by Rajkumar Rao um, who generally is a, you know, he's kind of a slacker. Um, he's okay with losing, things like that. Um, and then this other... Uh, PE teacher comes in, like the school hires this other one, says, "Okay, this is the new, this is the new PT, PE teacher." They tell Rajkumar uh, uh, Rao's uh, character that he he will now be the assistant to that other character, and the other character is Mohammed Zishan Ayub's character. Um, so, really, what this is is a story of this man who's trying to prove himself to the world that actually he can be, um, and <laughs> like, um, you know. Actually, he's smart. Actually, he can be an effective member of society, uh, or something like that. It's not. I. I. I don't think it makes Mohammed Zishan Ayub's character to be the villain so much as like Rajkumar Rao's own um, insecurities are the villain. So I saw this movie didn't get great reviews. Um, I, I. I don't know. I genuinely enjoyed the film. I thought. I mean, I thought it was very low stakes. I mean, if I compare this to Surya Potra and Ludo, it doesn't even compare, right? It's just not on the same scale. This is this is more of those like it was more of one of those kind of Ayushman Kurana type of movies where it takes place in like some small town in India or something like that. Um, but I but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. It was a fun watch. It made me laugh. Um, it it uh, put a smile on my face. I think I think uh, people just need to control their their expectations because you have to understand that this film is directed by Hansel Mehta, who. <clears throat> is known for his very hard-hitting uh, dramas like Shahid, um, Aligar, uh, Omerta. These are films that are, that are very socially aware. They shine a light against some of the worst parts of society <clears throat> and some of the biggest problems in society. And for him to make a film like this, I think... I thought it was a very weird decision. I think he did a good job, although I wouldn't... Like, I think he's made some, like, cinematic masterpieces before. This is a this is a good film if anyone else directed it. Like, for me, this is like if Money Ratnam decided to make, like, a typical comedy. This For me, this is like if, um, uh, you know, if, like, Martin Scorsese decided to make 23 Jump Street. Or something like that, right? Like, he'd probably be... Like, if the writing is good, like, he'd probably do a good enough job, right? Like, it would probably end up being a good movie. But, like, you'd be like, why is Martin Scorsese doing this? Like, this is just out of his, you know, typical, like, uh, scope or whatever. So, it's it's very weird. I feel like maybe people were expecting a bit more than what it gave them. But I think that... Given what it was, if you go into it knowing that it is very low stakes, very breezy, very fun comedy, that's exactly what you'll get. And I was, I was, um, I was very entertained the entire time that I was watching this movie. Um, the performances are all all really good. I thought um, Raj Kumar Rao was uh, was good. The direction again, like if I compare it to Hansel Mehta's previous work, it's kind of average. But I feel like if any other director made this film, you'd be like, oh, it's a good film. Like, it's very entertaining or whatever. I think even maybe I need to control my expectations a little bit too. But um, I thought you you certainly see some uh, moments of that Hansel Mehta kind of brilliance. Like, there's so, some scenes. Like, I think there's a scene where Shorab Sukla, who plays like, like he's the ex, like basically the retired principal who has over the years like befriended Rajkumar Rao's character. He like so the ex-principal basically goes to talk to the current principal um in this one scene and it's very um uh, I thought that was a very heartfelt scene. I thought Shorb Sukla really carried that scene, but I thought um 
you know, that scene just really stood out in the movie for me. Um, and yeah, I think there's like the writing again, the writing's pretty good for what it is. I think there's some like ridiculous moments. Like there's a film. So basically this film's about like Rajkumar Rao. He, he challenges the new PE teacher to uh, a competition and he says like I'll you can form your team I'll form a team with like whoever's left and then whoever wins the sports competition like that that determines like who's a better coach or whatever right so uh, Rajkumar Rao basically has to motivate this sort of ragtag group of like young kids to who, who aren't the best you know who aren't very athletically gifted to um beat the far superior team it's basically like almost like a david and goliath story in that sense um so there's like a scene where all the kids are lazy so uh rajkumar rao basically unleashes like these attack dogs on them to make them run like it's a little bit ridiculous if you think about it probably putting those kids lives in danger but again this is a very low stakes very breezy comedy like you can't look at it from a very realistic lens i guess um so yeah chalong was pretty good i enjoyed it uh, I think it gets, like, a solid, like, B from me. I, I, I think the other two, uh, I'd give, like, Ludo an A and Surya Putra probably, like, an A-. minus. This gets, like, a solid B, which is still pretty good. It's not bad. It's just not, like, you know... I think the other two are, like, um, you know, have sort of defined recent cinema for me. This is just, an, just another good Rajkumar Rao movie for me. Um, so... Yeah, that those that's pretty much my thoughts on Shalong. Not really much more to say there. I thought it was a pretty good film. So, yeah, those are my thoughts about those three films. Uh, all all pretty good, I'd say. I definitely really enjoyed Surya Putra. Really enjoyed Ludo. Um, had a lot of fun with Shalong. <clears throat> uh, there's a couple other uh, Diwali releases that I didn't get to see yet. I think there was another um, Tamil film that released on Hot Star uh, called Mukuti Aman. Uh, it was an RJ Balaji film. Um, that one was one that I was looking forward to as well. Um, I haven't I haven't gotten the chance to see it yet, so I'll probably check that out soon. Um, I still have to go back and check to see if there were any you know Telugu or Malayalam releases um, for the Diwali holiday. I didn't see any huge high profile ones, at least not as not as big as something like like Surare Potra or something like that, right? But <clears throat> maybe there are some there are some good ones or whatever. Um, so yeah, this was my first sort of movie review episode. Um, and I know it was a little bit weird because one, it was like a movie review of like a new film. And then two, it was also like three films in one episode. So I, I, I apologize. I actually have no idea how long I've been talking right now. So I apologize if this episode went really long. Um, but, uh, yeah, go check these out. Surya Putra is on Amazon prime. Chalong's also on Amazon prime. Uh, Ludo's on Netflix. And uh, this was South Asian Talkies. Thank you for listening.